Hey everyone, welcome to episode 36 of Layout. Uh, today we're going to talk about my experience with PlayStation VR. So it's kind of like a review of PlayStation VR. And we also talk about uh, the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror. This episode was sponsored by Timing App. So with that said, let's get to the show. Okay, so we have, like, it's kind of follow-up, but it's not, uh, so it's not a correction or something. It's just a tweet that was posted by Julie Zhu uh, on Twitter. Uh, when was this? Last week? Uh, yeah, it was uh, October 17. There you go. So, yeah, like a week ago. Uh, so, like, it kind of... <laughs> Got some attention on Twitter uh, and trigger some discussions. And because we talked about burnout on the last uh, episode, it, it, it makes sense to put it in follow. It's kind of like following up on it. So it's, it's kind of related. So Julie tweeted, uh, proud of the many Facebook designers who spend nights and weekends to create this set of design resources for the community. Now, the set of design resources that she's referring to is the iOS 10 uh, UI kit. Facebook has been known, like, it came from the TN and Lax days, but they've been producing the UI kit, very comprehensive UI kit for iOS. Um, they do that every year, and so they've released one for Sketch, uh, Photoshop, and now for Figma as well. So that's what she's referring to. Um, and uh, I don't want to be unfair, but I think the backlash is because She's like praising um, designers working like overnight and working weekends, and it's kind of bad. Like, shouldn't we praise people who are who have a healthy <laughs> work schedule thing hours and like don't have to overwork? Is that a work? Is that a word? I don't yeah, because I feel there's a lot of that stigma in our community. Well, in in our society, really, to praise when you work too much. And we feel like we should do the opposite, actually. Um, so you tweeted about this. Um, do you wanna? What do you have to say? What do you want to say about this? Yeah. So I kind of had a back and forth with a bunch of people on Twitter on like whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing or or whatever. But I think it's entirely fair to say like, hey, look at this. Like I, I spent many nights and weekends on that and now it's finally out. Super happy to like release that. Like I think it's fair to say that as an individual of like, hey, I cared about this and then I like put a bunch of effort on my spare time in order to do this. Um, where I think the it gets a bit um, less maybe appropriate is having someone that's a VP <laughs> that's like, Thanks to all mm. the people who spent nights and weekends working on a work thing. And I feel like that, that whether or not like that was the intended like wording and like in, the intention behind that tweet, um, I think is just setting the wrong message. Um, mm -hmm. Because it is basically saying at Facebook, we value people who are going to work nights and weekends. And as a manager, like, it just seems like a failure, you know, like, <laughs> it's like you weren't able to, to, like, plan things out 
um, in a way that would be sustainable for everyone uh, during their workday. And so people had to take it on themselves to be able to like, like put this thing out in the world that they care a lot about. Um, but I think it's entirely possible because uh, like in her, she sort of clarified later and she said, to clarify, working nights and weekend is not a requirement of the job. When people do it, it speaks to their passion. Check out Jeff's post. Um, and again, like that um, clarification was was important and helped a little bit. But I thought like the 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 second sentence is where it kind of like goes off the rails for me. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's it's entirely not not a requirement, but. All the people who do it are like really passionate and we like people that are passionate. So <laughs> we're basically back to, to square one. Right. So it's and I'm in mean, like I completely understand like it's it's always hard to like navigate that line. Like where you, when you see people um, who put in a lot of work into something and do things that maybe like you wouldn't necessarily recommend people do. Um, but like, you still want to say like, Hey, like, it's really cool that like you care so much that you did that. But honestly, like you really shouldn't, uh, shouldn't have done that. Like, it's kind of a tough thing to, to say, but I just feel like that probably shouldn't have ca came out like publicly that way. Cause yeah. it's like, and like from having read, um, Julie's like blog posts and like having heard a lot about them from even people who work directly uh for her i know that that's not what she's necessarily trying to say here but it just comes off that way and i'm just afraid of like people uh who would take that out of context and like kind of like not fully understand it and then that would like kind of continue that cycle of people really overworking themselves because not because it's a set like expectations and I, and I don't think it's it's often that like I think it's more the the case of like you're I don't expect you to do this but like it's like the the kind of like peer pressure peer pressure thing where when like you even though no one tells you you need to do it you feel like you should be doing it I feel like this whole series of tweets were a train wreck and all could have been avoided if Julie said, like, I'm proud of the f designers who work really hard to create this set of design resources. Yep. That would be done. That would be, like, completely avoidable. <laughs> like, yeah. There would be no controversy on that tweet. It, it's almost like the, the unlimited vacation kind of thing, where it's like, yeah. well, they wanted to work. <laughs> like, But it's like... Sure, but like, are you thinking about the kind of like social pressures around like what you do and like around your company? Because like, yeah, sure, you can don't. say like, oh, people can take vacations whenever they want, but then the the result is no one takes any vacations because everyone's kind of like always busy, and you feel like, oh, like I, I don't have like a set amount that I can take. Like, this is a similar kind of thing where it's like, well. Like no one has to do any of this and no one has to stay late. But if like most of the people in the office stay stay till 8 p.m. every night, then you sort of feel like you have to. Yeah, and they are praised for it. Exactly. And also the, the second thing that uh, I hope she, well, I, I'm sure that she didn't mean any of this like to be interpreted the way it was. But when she says like, uh, you know, 
working overnight and weekends um, speaks for their passion. That's also weird to me. Like, yeah. are you saying that people who don't work weekends, they're not as passionate about it? That kind of rings true to me. Like, <laughs> I'm super passionate about everything I do. Um, but I also do a lot of stuff. Uh, so maybe I spend my weekends doing video, doing music, uh, doing, you know, other stuff. It doesn't mean I'm not as passionate about design as other people. But so I also think that that was very poor choice of words. Uh, and it's very tricky, especially like in the startup environments. You want people to work <laughs> as much as they can because, uh, again, everything is like chaotic environment and you have deadlines. You you have to work a lot. And I also felt this like I at my current job even like it's weird because we praise people who do that because, you know, like they are working more than they are asked to for your company. That's. I mean, if you if you own the company or if you you know a big part of it, that's that's good for you. That means that this person is I don't know. Maybe it's under pressure. It's not just passion. Maybe it can be just because he likes what he's doing and he has time, so he uses that time to work. Um, but it's very tricky that you can't make that like the standard and you can't elevate the expectations to that level, which is very tricky. Like yeah. you said, if everyone at your company is working until 8, 9, 9 p.m. and you decide to go home at 5, like if you do that on a regular basis, you're going to feel the pressure. Like, wait a minute. So I'm working way less than every other person here. And that that can create a weird environment. Like they look down on you like, hey, you don't work as much as I do. Um, so it's very weird, but... You know, that's the manager's, the, the CEO, whatever job to make sure that that's okay, right? And that's healthy. Um, I would love to to live in a world where actually the other way would be like, they would praise you if you go to, <laughs> if you don't work overtime, right? Mm. Like that's yeah. the right thing to do. You shouldn't, uh, because again, like we talked last week, uh, burnout, it's it's a real, it's a real problem. Um, mm. It has to be managed with a lot of caution. So, I don't know. This was, uh, again, this was a bit controversial on, on Twitter. And I can see why. I still, I don't think Julie meant, like, how it was interpreted. But I also don't think that Julie, like, agrees with everything I just said. Like, right? Um, I think that's, like, the mentality of a lot of people, know, especially it, it in the Bay It would be interesting area. to hear her side. <laughs> Julie, if you want to be on a show, I would love to. Give us a call. Um, yeah. But yeah, and there was also some people who were like, well, how is this any different from side projects? I mean, like you and I can probably uh, be <laughs> pointed at for having lots and lots of side projects and working a lot on nights and weekends. But I mean, for me, it was it was like clearly not a side project. Like if it was something that was driven entirely by the employees and that um, was like kind of not something that like Facebook it, like gets any benefit from I think it would have been under a different name it wouldn't have been on like a Facebook site um and it wouldn't have had a like higher careers link um like this is clearly meant as a recruiting tool um that Facebook uses to show designers that don't work at Facebook look at how cool our team is and look at all the the fun stuff that we do uh, so this is like uh, Facebook clearly benefits from this, um, and so that's why, like in my opinion, like they should allocate the proper time to do it, like during the work hours, 
and not like have the need to work on it at night. Yeah, it's hard work, man. I, I did one for iOS 8. It was probably one of the most popular UI kits for Sketch at the time. Uh, now everyone's doing it. Uh, right. <laughs> and it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I can see that. I don't, I don't think, like you said, that it was just... So, yeah, Facebook wanted to do it because they've been doing like People expect them to do it. Um, and they probably asked around, hey, who want to, you know, who want to be in charge of this? And I, I don't think they, they would do it, like done it in the, in the side. Uh, they like Facebook let them use the hours to work on this. And it took a lot more time than they probably anticipated. So they needed to work extra time. Because they, I don't, I don't yeah. think this was like a, a release, like a deadline, because it's already late. <laughs> like iOS 10 has been out for a while. It's not that they were aiming to be out when, you know, day one and when iOS 10 was out. So I don't know. It's weird. But again, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, um, it's hard to believe that these Facebook employees wanted to do this and decided to. But that's the thing though. Like even if they want, it doesn't reasons. mean it's a good thing. Like no, it, no, no, it's, no. It's the, um, the creativity and kind of thing, like where like success hides problems, you know, like, like oh, like if, if you look at it without thinking too much, you're like, well, this thing got done and we didn't like, we didn't even have to like pay these people for like the full amount of time. So call it a success, right? Well, but that's, that's not building for the long term because people are going to get burned out and are going to like, be overworked and be not as productive anymore and like not as creative and like that's going to impact your the level of your team over the long run. So Facebook should give them a few days off. <laughs> you know, make make up for the extra. Uh, so anyways, uh just to uh kind of sum up that that whole thing like I I don't think uh Julie meant it. I I think it came out really wrong. Um and the clarification didn't help a whole lot uh, and kind of made some things worse in some ways. Um, honestly, I think it should have just deleted the tweet and like did a new one. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's worth thinking about the impact of some of the stuff that we do, especially like designers that are uh, very influential in, in our kind of uh, community. Um, and like really think about what message you're, you're sending when you're like saying certain things. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get to our main topics today, uh, let me tell you, let me quickly tell you about our sponsor, which is timing recurring sponsor. Uh, you probably heard of him already. If this is the first time you hear it, let me tell you, <laughs> cause they're awesome. So, uh, if you try to track your time, uh, maybe to bill, uh, your clients, if you're a freelancer or should just have a grasp of how much, how are you using your time at your computer? So I say this from experience. I never get uh, these apps because their main, their biggest flaw is that you have to remember to set them up and set them off. And you have to, maybe you have to even 
add in your data, like start a timer and then end it and say, okay, spend this time working on this and that. So this sponsor is an app called Timing. Um, and this is a Mac app. So you install this app. It's running in the background. You have a little thing on a menu bar, uh, which is pretty great. Um, so it's running on the background. You don't even need to think about it if you started a login. I think that's a default. Um, so for example, I just left the app running throughout the week. And every week they even give you a report of how have you spent your time in your computer? So for me, it was like the number one app, it was Catch and then Safari and then probably Final Cut and Logic. I don't remember. Uh, and you, even like for things like um, Sketch and uh, Safari, Safari can tell you how exactly how much time you spend on each website. So how many hours is spent on YouTube? Uh, too many. Um <laughs> So you can gather all that data, um, and all this data lives in your machine. So you don't have to worry about this being uploaded to a server somewhere. Uh, this is all local, so you don't have to worry about that. And then uh, you can bill your clients exactly the time, the exact time you spend uh, working for them. And to me, I'm not a freelancer. I really like this app just because I can see how much have I spent working on silly stuff or watching too many YouTube videos. So it's a good way... Like if I feel I've been unproductive, I can check that. Have I or just all in my mind? So if you want to check it out, uh, and you should, um, the app is normally uh, priced at $39, uh, but you can save 20% discount. Um, you can save 20% if you use a discount code layout. So go to timingapp.com. You also can use a link in the show notes for that. And um, again, use code layout at checkout to save 20% off. So thanks to Timing App for sponsoring Layout and um, check it out. It's a really great app. Uh, all right. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one because I don't have a PlayStation VR yet, but you do. Um, I do. So I'm going to live vicariously through you. <laughs> and I want to hear all about uh, what the experience of using PlayStation VR was. Okay, so yeah, like if even if you didn't want to talk about the PSVR, I would kind of force you. Right? <laughs> you have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. So um, since it was announced, uh, PlayStation VR, like I knew I was gonna buy one because I'm a heavy PlayStation user. Well, heavy. I'm. I don't know. I I've been like a PlayStation fanboy since PS1, and I have one a PS4. So like I knew I was gonna get the, the VR thing. Mm -hmm. um but because i bought an iphone last month and i've been buying a lot of stuff a lot of stuff <laughs> and i i talked to my girlfriend like if uh if we if she wanted to like this could be our uh, christmas present like we paid halfway and it's like our birthday present to each other right so that was like i would only have to pay half so that's good so i decided to that this is going to be our christmas present so i was going to buy in december that that was my plan mm -hmm. and um one week ago, last Sunday, because we recorded this on Sundays, I, I went out for ice cream and I asked my girlfriend, hey, do you want some ice cream? And she's like, yeah. So I went to the mall and I decided, hey, let me check if this store has a PlayStation <laughs> oh VR just to, just to try it out. <laughs> you don't know yourself very well. <laughs> and this lady at the store, she says, uh, hey, this is our last model. And I'm like, okay, so that's my model. Uh, I'll take it. And... <laughs> And I got home and I forgot the ice cream, uh, <laughs> but I got a PlayStation VR. <laughs> uh, so that was a fun Sunday. Um, okay, so have you, you you've tried VR, right? You've yes. tried the the Vive, the Vive, right? Yeah. So the way for me to review this, like, there's two 
you can come at it from two different sides. You could come at it as like, I am a normal person and I play video games sometimes and I never tried VR. Or you can like compare it to the other VR options that are out there, like right. Oculus and, and Vive. Um, so for example, my girlfriend, she, she never tried VR and she wasn't like as excited. And from talking to friends, this, I feel like this is the most common um, like the most common expectations that people have towards this, like, hey, this is like a gimmick, right? It's like cool. You put little glasses and it's different. It's like it's like a three D movies, right? It's yeah, it's cool, but it's it's a gimmick. That's I feel like that's the expectation that a lot of people have right. towards if they never tried VR. But when they do, <laughs> like I recorded all this. I plan to do a video probably. I don't know uh, on this, but like I recorded some reactions of people just. Coming out of VR, she's like, oh my God, that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, even a friend of mine that works with me, uh, when I got it, like Monday, I started talking about it and he even said like, dude, you're hyping it too much. Like, now I'm <laughs> going to be disappointed. And the day after he, I invited him over to try it out and he did. And he left the house, my house and he said, okay, I'm going to buy one. I have to. <laughs> nice. Can't live. So... <laughs> Like, if you've never tried VR, it's going to be an amazing experience. Uh, that's it. Um, and that's not just for PlayStation VR. It's for any VR headset, I feel like. So this device, compared to the Oculus and the Vive, I've tried the Vive, never tried the Oculus. Um, so there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons. So pros. this The headset itself, the, the hardware device itself, uh -huh. it's the most comfortable headset that's out there and that's like consensus everyone has tried it yeah that's uh, what i've heard too agrees yeah and and why is that like okay so yeah i can tell you exactly why yeah so all of the other vr headsets it's like you have the visor and all the you know the tech mm -hmm. and then it's like pushed against your face and you have a strap like right. that goes around your head right so all the tech is pushing towards your face right Right, yeah, you, you basically have this heavy thing that you have to hold in front of your face. Yeah, so that's going to do some strain on your neck because, you know, it, it gets kind of heavy and, like, after maybe an hour with that thing on your face, you're going to feel the, the weight of it and, mm. you know, it's not super comfortable. Now, with what Tony did here is instead of having the visor pushed against your face, they have, like, a headband very, you know, with a lot of cushion and it's a very comfortable headband that distributes the weight and then the visor is like suspended on that mm. headband. So the visor itself is not pushing against your face. It's like suspended. Right. Like in front of you. Cool. Um, so that's why, yeah. Uh, uh, so it's basically distributing the weight um, in the front and the back. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it has also some internals on the back. Like it's not just everything you're on the visor. Right. Um, so that's one. Con... This is the, like, hardware-wise, it's the weakest of all the other VR headsets. Mm. So, for example, the Oculus and the Vive have two OLED displays, one for each eye, and each um, display is 1080p, right? Right. For PlayStation VR, it's one single display, 1080p display, and then it's, like, split in half for uh. each um, eye. So, in, when it comes to resolution, it's, like, half the resolution of the others. But it's not great. Right. And is that, is that because of the headset itself or the, the, the PS4 console or, or what? Like, yeah, if I have to 
point my finger at someone, it would be like the, the, the hardware of the PlayStation 4 itself. It's, you know, you can get way better uh, performance on like a beefed up gaming PC than on the PlayStation 4. I don't know the specs, uh, like on top of my mind, but I, I don't know. It's like, it's not super, um, they're not as good as like a gaming PC. So PlayStation can only drive so many pixels at a time. So, so in theory, like if you get the new, um, I don't know, how's it called? Like the the upcoming PS4, PS4 Plus or whatever, Pro, a Pro, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in theory, that would give you better graphics. Yes, but the developers would have to update their games to kind of like take advantage of that. So, if you buy a PS4 oh, okay, right. Pro, like out of the box, you won't see any difference. But if developers optimize for that platform, you will definitely see better graphics, better performance overall. Mm-hmm. So that's like uh, that's also a hard sell for. Like I have the normal PlayStation Four, PS Four, the first that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, now they 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 sell a PS Four like Slim. It's a thinner one, and they're gonna sell PS Four Pro um, next month. I don't know. It's soon, uh, right. but it's not out yet. And like if you have a regular PS Four, the upgrade it's like you won't see that that difference um mainly the thing that the ps4 pro is capable of is uh, driving 4k and i don't even have a 4k tv so even then i wouldn't see you know the difference so if you're buying a ps4 now go for the pro like wait for the pro because it's it's priced at the the price that i pay for mine because now mm. the Slim is like $100 uh, cheaper and the Pro is like the same price. So, right. so they're basically that. using the Apple model of like keep the yeah. current price for the new one and then drop the previous models. Yeah. It's like now you have the PS4 C. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> and yeah. Another uh, disadvantage that it has going on against the, the, the Oculus and the Vive is the, the tracking. So I'm not like 100% sure how this works on the others. Maybe you, you, you know this better than I do. So I know the Vive, you have a, f- a full room experience. So you have like um, a bunch of cameras or sensors yeah. that you put in a room and then it knows exactly where you are in the room. So you have like a, th- you can, a 360 experience and you can walk and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so I don't know the, the Oculus, how it does it. I don't think it's a full room experience. Not sure. Yeah, I'm not, but, I'm not sure either. Never tried it. And the Vive is like infrared or some kind of sensors to like track you. I right? believe Vive is just cameras. And like there might be some extra is sensors, it? but um, certainly looks like a camera with a lens and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the PS4, um, like one of the advantages is it's way cheaper than the others. And the reason that they managed to, to, you know, cut the price. So like so low is that they are using really old tech to achieve this, this thing. So the way tracking works is you have a like three year old PlayStation camera that you put like in front of your TV, like on top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the headset itself has a bunch of lights. You've probably seen, if you've seen any pictures of the PS uh, VR, you've seen the headset with a bunch of uh, lights, like blue lights. And yeah, yeah. that's how it tracks your position like oh, it's okay. by it's the camera picking up those lights and doing some computation and stuff um, right and the same thing with the move controllers the move controllers are those little controllers like one for each hand to kind of mimic have a trigger or something those ha- those uh controllers also have like a, a, a light on top of it but that's also 
how it tracks the position. Uh, that paired with some accelerometer that it has. Right. Um, but all and of this on to top say of that, that, it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks really awesome. Um, but all this to say that tracking is not as accurate as the Vive, for example. The mm. Vive is definitely the best one when it comes to hardware. Um, so, for example, if you um, like, if if you do a 180 and you're facing, uh, like, your back is facing the camera. Mm-hmm. you will probably block your controller so the camera won't be able to pick it up. So ah. like it, just, it doesn't work. So yeah. I would say like 95, 99% of the games, um, they're not designed for you to like to turn around. You can turn around to look at it, but you're not going to like play with your back against the, the TV, right? Does that make sense? Right, make sense? yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely games like, the, like Batman, it wants you to do a 360 and just look all around, which is fine. The headset itself uh, supports um, 360 movement because it has light on the, on the back. Okay, so what else? Uh, the unboxing experience was awesome. It was, really, it was really good. I was not expecting it. Uh, it has this one box inside another box, and then it has a little, like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, like little tabs. So you open it up, and then... Anyway, the experience was brilliant. You have a shit ton of cables, cables everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw in um, Mike's vlog, mm-hmm. he showed basically like all the cables. Like that's incredible. This is, it's a lot of cables. Uh, so, like you know, Johnny Ive isn't using PSVR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like if you think the future was everything to go wireless. Uh, no, not yet. really. I guess we're going back to everything having a huge cord all over. Also, the price. This, as I mentioned earlier, it's cheaper than the rest. Um, this is the headset itself. It's three ninety nine, so let's say four hundred. Um, but uh, it's required to have a camera that I just mentioned, and the camera is, I believe, around sixty nine, seventy nine, mm. something like that. And of course, you also want the move controllers. Um. And those are like another 60 or 70 bucks. So I paid for the whole thing. I paid like 560 or 50 euros. Uh, but that's probably the same in dollars. Um, and of course, this is if you already have a PS4, which starts at 399 now. Right. So it adds up pretty quick. It adds up pretty quick. But they're, you know, they're playing on the, the fact that the PS4 is the most... Uh, sold uh, next-gen console right? Um, so far, so a lot of people are already have PS4s. And still, even if you add it all up, it's still cheaper than getting an Oculus or a Vive. Because I think the Oculus is 600 but you need a beefed-up computer to, to run it. And the same thing with Vive. Like, it's still cheaper. And of course, you have a PS4, so you can do, you know, not just VR, you have a very good uh, gaming console. Right. So... Yeah. Okay. The experience. Um, as I said, I I I tried VR before, but it was like you know, ten minutes here, twenty minutes there. It, it it was not my thing. I was not at my home, you know, really taking advantage. Yeah, of it. it's not just the same. Try it out. Yeah, it's like it's like if I if you play with my iPhone Seven and you kind of have a feel of what it's like, or if you actually have one, like it's a different experience. Yeah. Um. So I've played, I, I, like, I bought all the games, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. 
Um, are they yeah. are they expensive or? Because I know like a normal uh, PS4 game could be like sixty bucks or something like that, like sixty yeah. eighty bucks. Is that the similar price range? So uh, no, uh, but it has a catch. Like all every every single game runs for like like if you have a campaign or something, it runs for like an hour, right? Two hours tops, and that's just like puzzle games that have a bunch of replayability thing. Um, mm-hmm. So all the experiences are very short, and I kind of knew that going in. Um, they all like they all feel like demos, right? It's not like an actual right, full-blown yeah. game. Yeah, same thing with the Vive. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit disappointed in that fact, but... I feel like it, it's probably going to come. Like, in the future, the games are going to be yeah. more and more uh, fully-fledged out. But No, I have no doubt. This is still, like, developers just playing around with it. And it's very... It's hard. Um, it's, it's harder to make a VR game than just a 2D. Well, I don't make games, but, but because you do have to run, like, a... 3d 360 world at the same like at the same time mm-hmm. uh, and you can't get away with you know tricks that gaming developers have been doing for years like if if something is behind something and you know the ca- the character can't see it we don't even need to render stuff like that right, uh, right. in vr you have to take into account that <laughs> the player can look at anything at any time and can go below it and look it from it like from the bottom and you know it's it's very um, heavy. Uh, yeah, and there is they were saying that there is basically a limitation to like how fast you can turn in a like traditional video game with like mm-hmm. just a joystick, but um, on VR, like <laughs> you can just turn your head really fast. Like the the graphics have to keep up because you're gonna get yeah. sick. Um, yeah. So yeah, and yeah, like you said, like you can see like almost 360 how the objects look. But uh, on the other side, you can't, as, as a player, at least for me, I can't spend too much time playing VR, like in one sitting. Mm-hmm. I, like, if I play for an hour straight with the headset on my head, and now that's pushing it. Like an hour, two hours, that's, I think that's like my limit. I right. have to take a break. I get tired. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to explain this. And I'm not even sure if I get my facts right, but this is just me assuming because you are playing with so much senses, you know, you as a player, you are processing a lot more information than just looking at a flat screen, right? Mm-hmm. So your brain gets tired faster than just look at a TV. Um, I feel that has to be. And you do, like, physically move a lot. So that's also, you know, going yeah. to play. Um, do you get the same feeling that I did, which is like you play for like an hour and it feels like you've been there for only fi- fifteen minutes? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like somehow, Definitely. like time, like my sense of time just stops. Yeah, or like really slows down. I feel like wow, I've been here for a long time. <laughs> it's because it's just like a new experience. Yeah, you know, and maybe that that gets better over time. That like you get better at recognizing how long you've been like playing. And kind of related, there's also motion sickness, which is real. <laughs> oh, really? Um, so I don't, I don't normally get like, you know, sick. Even if I like, I'm, I don't seasick or something. I don't get that. I don't have vertigo. Yeah, me either. So I'm, I'm okay. And playing these games, like I said, I tried almost all um, that are available at lunch. Like most games, they're completely fine. But when 
everything turns to shit is when <laughs> when your character moves um like i don't know how to explain like most of the games the character is either sitting down or like you know at a cockpit or like on a roller coaster so the character itself is uh, still mm. so for example if you're on a roller coaster sure the world like is moving as as it would but the character is still standing uh, still or like sitting down right yeah um, when everything turns to shit for me is when the character is not standing still. So there are a couple of games that just take the the classic non VR game where you have the analog sticks where you can move the character and, and like the left stick is to move the character, the right stick is to look around, right? Like Ooh, the first person okay. shooter. And some so some games use that 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 mechanic, but you it's it's so you're not the character. You're kind of oh, like you are the character. It's like first person. Like looking down on your character. Like you're, you're looking at from a first person perspective from the character. Okay. But then the way you move is by moving the left analog stick. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That can definitely take a toll. Like I was one of, one of the uh, video games that had that uh, movement scheme. And the other one was I was at this, um, it's like this I don't know, spaceship shooting aliens. And it was just like a lot of movement. I have to look everywhere, a lot of stuff, and I just had to, I just had to stop for a while. Right, I was literally getting sick. And I have friends um, coming over and trying it out. And like, if you, when you start feeling the slight discomfort, if you don't stop, if you like, if you push it, you can get really sick. Like a friend of mine literally had to stop everything and go lay down in the dark because she was really, really oh, sick. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're new to this, uh, if you're if you're trying out as soon as you feel a slight discomfort or nausea stop and mm. take off the headset and go outside and <laughs> do you think that that might happen more on the psvr because it's like lower resolution because i i believe for like hours at a time on the vive and never really experienced but what kind of games did you play um i played uh budget cuts uh brookhaven experiment um Damn, what's the other one? Uh, job Simulator. Uh, I play like one with where you have like the bow and arrow. You're mm. like shooting stuff. Uh, it's like pretty awesome. Um, Did you play any in where the character was moving a lot? Well, uh, budget cuts is like you get to move a lot. I'm familiar with that. But yeah, I don't know. I've never really. Yeah, maybe it depends. It's like different styles of games. Because again, mm. like on the, the thing that's disappointing with the Vive is that there really isn't a lot of really good games. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no games that are like a like a good story, like a, a normal game that you'd see on like PlayStation or something like that. Like yeah. where you're a character and there's like a storyline and like stuff is happening. They're more like tech demos. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, that position has going on for it, which is, you know, they're Sony. They they have a, a lot of uh, partners and, and you see already like at launch, you had like something like 20 titles, um, hmm. something like good titles. You had um, Batman Arkham VR, which is oh. probably one of my favorite games. Um, I would say like it's my number two uh, in where you are Batman. And that was an amazing oh, nice. experience. Uh, it's like it starts out. It has a, pro, a prologue where you, ha, you, you are like little Bruce and you see, you know, the, the classic scene where your parents are shot. Um, and it, so that's like the first scene. You are a little child and you are with your 
parents in a hell in a, an alley and it's super weird because you are a child so you are tiny oh, right okay, right <laughs> so the humans are like huge and that's like <laughs> very weird to experience oh, that's uh, awesome. and that was great and then you know just going down the back cave the first time i like i saw the back cave i I don't know. It's it's an amazing experience, and you right. put on your gloves and you put on your mask, and then you see yourself uh, like on a mirror, and you are Batman. Like nice. it's it's really hard That's to so cool. explain. I feel like VR is super hard to explain. Like you have to try it to really get it. But it's an amazing experience. Like uh, like CGP Gray was was saying, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, trying to explain someone what it's like to do drugs. <laughs> The person hasn't done drugs before. Yeah, like, no, that, that's a good. You that's can try to understand it, but like, really, you can't. Like, you can't understand what the real thing is like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but how? So how do you uh, move your your character? You have the move controller, so one in each hand. Okay, and and do you have? I I don't, I don't even know. Like, do you have joysticks on that? Like, how? No, 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 no. All right. So um, the way you move the character itself is something that a lot of games have been doing. Um, which is they call it like teleport. Oh, so okay. You you look around and you see like some areas that you can move to, and right. you press a button and you are teleported to that position. Okay. Which is like it's not realistic, but you don't have like you you don't feel that motion sickness and that's weird because moving without actually moving is also not realistic. So <laughs> it's like it's something that a lot of game developers are doing. Um, but most of the most of the game is not. So there's no fighting, like you don't you don't fight anyone. It's 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 like a detective game. You have to, uh, okay. you have to solve mysteries uh. and see what's going on and solve some puzzles. And there's without spoiling it, there's a big plot twist plot twist at the end. Uh, it involves a Joker. Um, and <laughs> this is also something that I want to talk about, which is I'm a big fan of horror movies and horror games. Um, like I've been through them all. Like, <laughs> right. Like I'm a sucker for horror games. I really love it, nice. uh, but I don't get scared. Like most of them are like super cliche or something. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't get scared watching horror movies. I love it, but I don't get scared. I find like that's the curse of people who really like horror movies. <laughs> like I don't know about you, but like when I started, uh, like I was really young, and I got super scared. But I kind of love that feeling. Uh, and then started watching more and more and like progressively gotten less and less scared over time. Exactly. And now Same I'm here. at a point where it's like, <laughs> there's no movie you can show me that's going to scare me really. Um, yeah. So, but I kind of miss like the the time when I, w- I got genuinely scared by a movie because I thought like, damn, like that's awesome. Like that, that movie can have like a real kind of impact on how yeah, you reaction feel. reaction on people. Exactly, yeah. I remember, like, watching The Ring. Holy shit. Yeah, that was the best. At the time, I was like, Jesus. I, I, yeah, so I missed that feeling. Yeah, me too. But also, horror movies usually, usually are, like, super low budget. That's also a thing. Yeah. Like, either indie or... Anyway. So, in VR, I do get scared. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, I, I am expecting, like, I know you're going to scare me. There's, like, going to be a, a jump scare, but... <laughs> Still, god damn it, I get <laughs> I get scared. So if you're a fan of horror games, um this is awesome. And that Batman thing one at the end, it's not like it's not even supposed to be scary, 
at least I don't get that sense. Like, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. But in VR, you can get scared even with things that are not designed to be scary. <laughs> but just right. because you're there, it's it's weird. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the Black Mirror episode that I just finished watching. <laughs> oh. We have to, no, okay, we have to talk about no, that. Yeah, as well. no spoilers, but. <laughs> remember like when the guest is like oh what's what's the best part of like being scared in like a, a video game the guy is like well i don't know like it's like kind of the adrenaline rush and blah blah, blah. and the other guy says no it's knowing that you're alive <laughs> in the end <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing um but uh, I don't know if I I don't remember if I told you the story um, uh, about the Brookhaven experiment on um, mm. the Vive. Have you heard of this game? No, I'm googling it now. Okay, Brookhaven. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's what it is. Brookhaven. Yeah, bro. Our uh, Brookhaven experiment. Oh my Sorry. god! Uh, careful when you Google Brookhaven. <laughs> is it? That's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. Anyways, um, so <laughs> I, I didn't really quite know what the game was about when I when I like played it because um, it's not like super descriptive on on the the vibe. Um, uh, sorry, on geez, what is it called? Like the um, Steam. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not super obvious on Steam, uh, but so I, I played it and basically <laughs> at first it's like you're in the dark and you're like what is going on. And you look at your hands, you have one gun in one hand and you have a flashlight in the other. That's and you don't quite know what to, <laughs> to expect after this. So you start looking around and you like by pointing your flashlight around, you can see, okay, I'm in this kind of like forest at night. Um, so like, okay, what's going to happen? And then you see slowly you have zombies that are coming at you uh, and you can shoot them. But Oh, I know which one is it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the key thing there is that you really quickly forget that you're in VR and that uh, zombies can come from all sides because you're just like so used to like stuff just coming at you from the front that you mm -hmm. stop looking at your back <laughs> and holy shit did I get scared. <laughs> was the one that came right from behind me. Um, and my first reaction, like I turned around immediately and my first reaction was not to try to shoot it was to punch it in the face and geez that worked <laughs> you can <laughs> you can punch it uh, once they're they're close enough to you uh, and they like fall down and everything it's, it was just like such an incredible experience um, yeah so pro tip if you're a game developer and you're developing for vr what makes the experience like top notch and perfect is the little the little details like when you can do stuff that you don't expect it Yes. To, even in stuff like Job Simulator, you've played Job Simulator, which is a very silly but super fun um, game, it's like cartoonish. And like uh, there was this character, this little ro floating robot, as you as you know, and he had a hat. And I was just like throwing shit at him, and then I just I just tried to pick up his hat, and it worked. I picked up his hat out of his head, and then I tried to place it on my head. And it worked. Like I was, right. I had a hat in Job Simulator, and that was like the best part of the game because I could do that. Um, another example is one. 
this is probably my favorite. It's called London Heist, which is part of this game called um, PlayStation uh, VR Worlds, which is like a bunch of mini games in one package, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like this gangster in London um, type of story. Uh, you can shoot guns and stuff. Um, but then there's this part where you have like a like a cigar. You're at this bar and you have a cigar in front of you, and you can you have a lighter, and you can light up the cigar, and then if you if you simulate that you're smoking, so if you do like this and the that, like because it has the microphone, oh your character God. will do that. Like will Holy will shit, blow out smoke awesome. when you when you blow out like in real life, right? Yeah. Those little things it blows everyone away. Like so, oh I God. saw um, kind of like the work, uh, the the how like like I saw someone play that game basically. <laughs> Um, yeah, the let's play games yeah the there we go it? that's what I was looking for let's a play, let's play yeah. kind of thing uh, mm-hmm. by um, Alir uh, Rahman I don't know if you know him I probably mm-hmm. butchered his name but he's he's a designer and he posted a video on his YouTube so if you want to check out uh, the game that Rafa was talking about uh, put a, I'll put a link in the show notes um, so yeah I mean it, that, that whole thing uh, makes me think about <sighs> I don't remember exactly what the quote is, but it's they were talking about magic and that they were basically saying that magic is just putting way more effort into something that you'd like think it would be like necessary so that you're like, holy crap, like I would never expect someone to put that much effort into something. And it feels like the same idea with VR when it's the little things that like you wouldn't even expect to work. And like when they you try them and they actually do work, that's when you're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Mm-hmm. So yeah, super awesome. Yeah. So if you have PlayStation Four, please uh, really consider buying this. It will change video games for you. Right now, I don't even like I can't think of buying another classic video game. I I will definitely, but like I feel like okay, this is a new thing. So yeah, like uh, playing any kind of regular game now is going back. To the medieval right. times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that honestly, that's true though. Like, it's it's so much better that it makes any other video game experience obsolete. Like, yeah. that's just how good it is. It's not a gimmick like uh, 3D movies. It's and again, the graphics—they're not going to be as great. Definitely not. Uh, but you, you, it's okay. It really is okay mm-hmm. uh, because you get so much more. So please do it. Uh, if you don't have a PlayStation 4, but you're very curious about VR, I also recommend this. Well, like if you're super nerdy, probably get a Vive. <laughs> if you're like casual and want to play video games because it's cool, play a PlayStation. But just because the setup is something I, I didn't mention, but the setup is, you know, plug in a bunch of cords. They have very clear instructions. You know, plug these cords up and it's done. Like there's no downloading software and installing stuff and setting it up correctly. There's, you know, it's plug and play literally. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of in that situation. I don't have a PS4. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll probably wait until the new one comes out Yeah. and then see how it goes. Like do video games actually get updated to take advantage of the new like processing power and everything. And yeah, then I might buy it. Because, like, the thing that's really compelling about about this for me is, like, this is just a box that I can buy <laughs> and plug in. And, boy, you have to plug in a lot of stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, like, set up your own PC. 
she's like, I don't want to have a like gross PC box in my living room. <laughs> um, so I'll be able to just buy this this new PS4 thing and hook it up and just play. And this is exactly what I want. And you'll have a PS4, which is my favorite console. Right. Also, if you're still on the fence, you don't know if you really want to do it. Uh, let me say, let me tell you this. Um, probably in November or December, uh, Battlefront, the Star Wars game, is going to have a free update. Oh. So you will play uh, like an X-Wing mission in VR. So you will control an X-Wing in VR. And it's tied to the Rogue One movie. So they even can't like show a lot of gameplay because there's spoilers, uh, but it's tied to Rogue One. So wow. Okay. Yeah, this is probably the thing that's going to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you yep. think that there's something that prevents the games from being longer than like an hour? Or it's just that like everyone's rushing out to put out those those VR games. So they're not putting as much time into uh, making them. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's time. And also... I hope so. Uh, they're they're huge like it's right it's a technical challenge mm -hmm. uh, and it takes a lot of time that's my understanding because the way i see this is um ps4 v, i mean ps vr was announced as project morpheus and it was announced like uh, like a year ago a year something ago Pro uh, probably so you know if you're a developer if you're especially like if you're a big studio developer you can't it's not a wise business decision to spend to spend a lot of resources and a lot of time building for this new thing you, you don't know if it's going to be a success or a failure you don't know if everyone's going to buy this right yeah. and also even if you put 100 of your resources and time into it that means that you have like a year two years to develop which is not a lot in in the gaming industry like yeah i mean even if it got announced like a year ago like it's I like I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they even started like sometime after that to start developing those games. So I was like, give them a little more time, and then I, I'm sh I, like, I'm sure we'll see a lot. And like, I would be shocked if like all of the like game studios aren't like making games for this because it's so clearly the future. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't think it's a fad. Like no, no, no matter which one actually succeeds, like whether it's the Vive or the Oculus or the uh, PlayStation VR, like this is a thing, and it'll be here for to stay. So, like agreed. Also, uh, I I think uh, PSVR already outsold um, Vive and Oculus combined. Yeah, I mean, not surprising, right? Like that. This is what brought VR to mainstream. Yeah. This is it. And I think it it will also help the vibe and all, even just awareness and people, mm -hmm. you know, experiencing and, and being aware of what it is. So yeah, okay. Let me know when you buy yours. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, so I guess we'll have to uh, ring the spoiler dong. Because <laughs> um, now we're going to talk about the first episode of Black Mirror. So if you still haven't watched it yet. Uh, go to Netflix, go watch it. It's this one hour episode. If you've never watched Black Mirror, um, there are basically these, I think, how many episodes is this? Like six? Six. Yeah. This season is six. Uh, I think season two was two or three. Season one, just two or three, two. Yeah. So it's, it's basically just a couple of episodes and each episode is an entirely different story. So you can watch them out of order. Um, and it's with new characters, new actors uh, and it's about like kind of a, a 
a different way that like the future could be basically. Um, so all of them are like kind of a different take on what that future might be like. Um, the way I see it is this is a sci-fi show about a very, very, very uh, close future. So right. episodes, uh, I feel like it's what, like probably like three, five years in the future. Others are more like 10, 15 so it's not like in the future when civilization <laughs> was doomed. Uh, so it's very like, you feel like this this could be real, like yeah. in a year or two. And at least for the ones that, I, that I've seen, they're taking something that exists already somewhere in our society and like pushing it to its logical conclusion. Like, yeah, in extremes. Uh, yeah. So you haven't, you, you, you just watched the first two, right? Um, I finished the season today and there's a very clear, like each episode has a very clear problem that exists today, but it just amplifies it in a, you know, dramatic way. So I feel like, yeah, this one is about social media and the, the pressure of being popular and getting likes. This one is about a bullying and like cyber bullying on, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. So each episode has a very clear theme and things they are pushing towards mm -hmm. um and they are and, and they those themes exist today that's what makes it this so relatable and so scary at some time so uh we love this show we decided to let's try doing like because kevin and I haven't finished the whole season now and we don't want to like wait until we talk about this but you can then it's like old news so and i think they deserve like enough time for each episode because like we could talk about this for like yeah. six hours. <laughs> so we're gonna do like each show. We're gonna talk about one episode. So we're gonna start today with episode one, and expect next week we're gonna talk about episode two, which I think was my favorite. Well, top three, <laughs> at least. All right. So this uh, the first episode is uh, is called Nosedive, and uh, it stars uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Alice Eve. So it's, I think this one is the most like the, the most famous cast of all the show of all episodes. Um, I don't think I know any of those people. <laughs> what do you mean, Bryce Dallas Howard? Who's you don't know who? her? No, she was on uh, she was on uh, the Jurassic World thing. Uh, okay. Right. All right. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know her as an actress, really. So is he in the village? I no, I don't think I've seen this. All right. So I'm looking at the creature right now, and I would definitely remember this. <laughs> it's awesome. You should, you should check it out. Um, so, no stuff. This episode, uh, the theme is like, it's like making fun of today's um, social situation going on, where, you know, everyone is thriving to get likes and post all their lives on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And that pressure to be liked and to get followers and to get likes and stars and hearts and stuff, right? To, to me, like the premise of this, like, I, like if I can try to express this in, in like a way that's even clearer than that is like, what if Uber's rating system was applied to everything in life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> right because like that exact thing already exists and it's already in the world and like i've definitely seen some uber drivers that are like hey i'm gonna put you a five hope you do the same and you're like uh, okay I, I guess yeah sure 
Um, <laughs> so it's like taking the exact same concept but applying to basically any interaction that you have yeah. with people. So every every person has a rating, like Uber drivers. <laughs> you yep. have a rating, um, and for any kind of interaction, from from looking at the episode, I feel like you can only rate someone uh, record according to an interaction. So yes. I can just like rate you like all the time. Like you have <laughs> you have to do something in order for me to be able to rate you, right? And and then yes, but it seems like you don't need to have the interaction like one to one. So, like, for example, the people that were waiting on lo- in line that are, like, pissed at, at like, our, our main character. Like, because her, she did uh, something, right? No, yeah. So, like, they were, they were pissed, basically, that she was making them wait. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's enough to count as an interaction. Uh, but it's funny because even society, like, you can get in a building if you have a rating lower than three, for example, or you can't, you know, if you're, there was this part where she was in line for, for, for the bus or something or to rent a car. And yep. there was this special line if you had a rating like above four, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and like, she, she couldn't even get like a good car either. Yeah. Like, oh, you're below or, or like normal. I don't know what the the rating was, but she could only get the shitty car. So, and by the way, we are talking about this with uh, the assumption that you have seen the episode. Because if you haven't, well, first we're spoiling it, so you're going to ruin it for you. But like, it doesn't make much sense if you haven't. So let's. And I'm honestly, gonna, like, like, if there's any show that you shouldn't like see seek any spoilers, it's, yeah, it's this Black one. Mirror. Like, yeah. yeah. You like the best way to get it, go into this is not know anything about it. We're not gonna go like tell the whole story, the whole plot of the episode. Something very interesting was the way that so when she was at the airport and she started, you know, freaking out and cursing, the way she was penalized was that thing like I'm gonna cut your rating into half for twenty four hours, and during that period of time, any uh, rating is like doubled. Yeah. So. Or maybe any, just any bad rating. Double penalty. Um, double penalty. That was genius. Like, imagine if you, maybe you could even, like, um, I don't know, get rid of some of, some jails. Like, I don't know. Of course, if you murder someone, you have to go to jail. But if you just do, like, if you steal something, they, instead of putting you in a jail, you, you can just, like, you know, live with a one score, a score of one for, like, a week. Right? Because yeah. your life's going to be miserable. Everyone looks <laughs> down on you, upon you, and you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how, like, even the, like, I don't know, p- police of- officer or something like that, mm-hmm. like, was super nice, super kind, yeah. <laughs> like, no violence kind of thing. Everyone's happy. Like, <laughs> he said something like, now please remove yourself from, <laughs> from the airport. <laughs> While smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, this is the best. Like, and it was interesting how they kind of like mixed a couple of things like that. That rating system was sort of like currency in a way. Like uh, they were talking about like giving her discounts um, for like the apartment. She had over a, mm-hmm. a certain rating. Um, it was also like some some kind of like social privilege mix in mm-hmm. there that they, they touched on really like quickly but like if you don't know the right kind of people um like there's no way you'll be able to even like even if you try everything that you can you could 
there's like some some biases there right like oh, yeah. it, and it's the same thing as in society like <laughs> there's um yeah if you're a celebrity you don't have to pay for anything if you're rich you don't have to pay for anything which is doesn't make sense but that's how society works exactly yeah and one thing that that was like kind of interesting slash weird to me um was how at the end she got to zero mm-hmm I was like, one, how can that happen? Because, like, if you think about it, like, this is an average, right? <laughs> so I feel like you sh- probably should never be able to get to zero because... Because at the end, like, if a very high-rated person rates you, it's... Oh, it's, it's heavier. worth more? Oh, yeah, it's worth okay. more. Than just, yeah, that so makes sense. when she reached zero, she was at that fancy um, wedding where you have all this high-rated people <laughs> they were all rating you zero and she was already like mm-hmm. low two or something right so okay so it's overriding rated. some of the the other reviews yeah. that she got from yeah. lower people yeah. and so the whole thing if you had this in society everyone's super nice but also everyone's super fake yeah uh, you won't never like curse you will never like be mad because that will affect your rating so you have to live in this fake state of mind which is man it must be tiring like yeah <laughs> after after a while uh, and that's why i feel like the the final scene was so brilliant so w- when she's uh in jail and there's she's interacting with this other guy that's also in jail uh, at first i thought it was the guy from uh, her company the office mm, yeah but, no no really. no that's that's not the same yeah it was a different person so at the end they're just like calling each other out like names and and just like the most i don't know i feel like she was finally free yeah she was loving it they were both like kind of smiling but trying to hide the smile but they were like free for the first time which was it was awesome it was it was awesome so she really had a downfall from like (laughs) half of the episode to the end and like everything bad that could happen to her happens and she's like miserable and then she hits the the lowest point where she's she has a zero uh, she has a rating of zero and she's in jail and you think yeah. okay this character is miserable because she can't get any lower but uh-huh. the reality was at the end rock bottom that's when she felt the best like <laughs> she felt as free as she never had felt and she was i feel like she was happy for the first time like really happy yeah and i don't know it be i as these like things go it's like that's when you know that the movie the or like episode in that case ended at the right time where mm-hmm. you're like oh i would have loved to see more <laughs> you know like i want to see what happens right after this like mm-hmm. this means it's a a great time to end because you can think about what might happen next but uh, i was like kind of thinking about it i was like so like the prison system is sort of tied to this this number like this rating basically when you hit zero then you get taken to prison i guess like i mean that's maybe my interpretation no i i don't see it that way i think she was arrested because she was causing a scene and she trespassed it and you know she was she she held a knife uh, at this wedding, so that's why yeah. she went to jail. I don't think it was because she hit a zero. Okay, maybe you're right, but then okay, I'll tell my my theory anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Because it'd be awesome if, like, in the prison, basically, they have to do stuff that's going to earn them decent enough rating. So, mm-hmm. so basically, like, they have to be in prison and, like, act pretty well and get ratings from other people and, like, guards and stuff like that. And then maybe they get released once they're a three or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, how awesome would that be? Like, that would make perfect sense for me, like, within that system, that it's like you have to earn your way back to like a a decent amount of points and then you can like reintegrate society. Yeah, but it should you shouldn't be able to rate others. Only like get rated. I mean Yeah. Just yeah, because like you could have yeah. A couple of guys in prison just rating each other five stars. Yeah. <laughs> you could game the system. Well, I guess like there's nothing that would prevent like people from doing that. Right, like in normal society, I guess. Like then, the thing is, if you only get ratings from people that are lower or like equal number as you, then it, it's not worth as much. So you could. But didn't she had that the like something removed from her eye, her eye or something like? Yeah, I wasn't I sure like what was going on there. She didn't have the augmented reality thing. Oh, is that what they removed? Yeah, because she could. So she huh. she couldn't see anyone others like ratings. Interesting. Stuff like that. Huh. Also, this is a very nitpicky thing, but this is a problem that I have with every single movie and TV show in the world ever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be a theme, so I'll probably like every episode I'm going to mention this. People in Hollywood they can't help themselves when they have some sort of UI, a phone, a computer, or something. The sound effects, man. They can't help them. Like, if you scroll something, it's like... Like, if there's text, like, on a terminal, it's like... No, that's <laughs> that's not how the world works. That would be so annoying. So You don't know, this, man. It's the future. Come on. Come on. Like, <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything, but there are worse episodes in the, in, the, in, the, in the season. But the sounds... I I thought that the sounds were pretty well made. Like, because... You knew, like, you didn't have to see the little stars. You knew if something, like, was good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that, that was okay. And then that was in okay. her downfall, one thing I noticed was it, it used some of the same uh, tones in the music as, like, oh. the, I don't know, like, one star kind of sound effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though she wasn't interacting with anyone, like, you s- could still hear the the sound of, like... You're, okay, so you're, you're not doing well here. I have to make myself clear. It, it's not those sounds that I have a problem with. Right, those serve a it's, purpose. It's everything else. It's like when she's at a computer and a photo zooms in. It's like it's, yeah. they can't just <laughs> zoom in. Like everything has to have a sound effect. They can't help themselves. Um, that no, that that was that was uh, genius. The the rating sound. You could just see like it's like it's a classic like music. Theory thing like if if the sound goes up, it's like do 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 do. You know, it's good if I do 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 do. It's bad. So yeah, I really like and even like three stars, which is like in the middle, like do do do. Like there's yeah, that was really well made. Um, but yeah, the other ones, <laughs> you'll see. When the the worst offender is when there's a, a like a terminal text being displayed and you see like a <laughs> that would drive me crazy. Yeah. Anyways. All right, anything else on the episode? This was a really good episode. I feel like this is... Oh. I was um, going to say top five, but there's only six. <laughs> <laughs> this was a solid one. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so my I had a couple of thoughts when the, the episode ended. 
what my first one was wait does a startup already exist that does that i honestly wouldn't be surprised that existed um and and then my second thought was well we're probably going that way more and more as a society um Mm. and also how did she they get their hands on this sweet iphone 8 (laughs) (laughs) it's all glass it's uh it's it's transparent you you could see the johnny ives uh blur effect that he loves so much yep um yeah that's that's a trend in (laughs) sci-fi like apparently every single screen display is going to be like glass and you can see it like behind it yeah which i don't think that's a good idea but so like if you have your phone on your palm palm of your hand you can see your hand which is like this it looks so nice though that was awesome but it it feels like the phone only like that that was rating was their their only purpose like yeah yeah, sometimes someone called her was like nah that's fake no one would call each other well she basically had facebook and the rating app (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know. Maybe it'll be built right into Facebook. Or something. There's FaceTime as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was FaceTime. <laughs> and the there was a the the main character's brother. He was playing some VR thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> with uh, was <laughs> was basically some headphones like <laughs> with the yeah. the headband like in front of his eyes. Yeah. Which is like, it looks cool and it's like a good idea. Oh, headphones and the VR headset. That, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. But that can't, like the, the, the balance, the weight balance of that thing, that can't work. Like <laughs> you'd fall. And like if you just look up and down, like you can see the normal world. <laughs> it's not large enough. Anyways. Yeah, well, anyways. <laughs> yeah. This was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Like. It was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. It was a good way to, to get back into Black Mirror. Because some other episodes like get dark really fast. <laughs> yeah, this one was very bubbly and like even in the way people dress, it's like those uh, pastel colors. Yeah, like sort of colorful but not too much at the same time. To- at uh, the same time, like it was it's like her meets Edward Scissorhands type of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> All right, looking forward to next week. We're gonna talk about uh, again one of my favorite ones, the VR game thing. One, the scary horror game. Anyway, uh, so if you haven't watched uh, Black Mirror, well, first of all, do it. It's an amazing show. You should do it nonetheless. But uh, if you want to like prepare for next next week's episode, uh, we're going to talk about episode two. So make sure you you watch that one before next week uh, so we're all on the same page. All right. Cool. Well, that's it for episode 36 uh, of Layout. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at LayoutFM. Uh, we also have a Slack channel, um, so go to spec.fm uh, slash Slack, uh, and you can join in there and be part of the conversation. We just crossed uh, 100 people in our Slack channel, which is awesome. Um, and our thanks to Timing App for sponsoring the show, and we'll see you next week. See you, dude. Bye. Bye.